Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 40. I feel like saying hello world, I'm John Laws, but this is in fact Dan Frost, host <laughs> of the Mojo Sports Podcast. Uh, as I said on, on, on our last episode, death, taxes, and my toddler giving me uh, an illness right up, right upon winter. It, uh, it was bound to happen, but here we are battling through, uh, but we are so excited. Tonight we've got a few troops down, but we've got Mickey and we've got D, and we're, we're so excited for this round. It is representative round. The international game is back. This is what it's all about. We cannot wait to get into this episode, but before we do, let's jump into the warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Well, Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. You know, the John Laws comment makes me wonder whether I need to get the golden mic. You know, I think, you know, probably <laughs> a few hundred thousand, uh, yeah, you know, tens of thousands of shows behind him, but let, let, let's see how we go. Um, all right, team, the warm-up question I've got for you is outside of Australia, because, you know, that's boring. You know, we'll show a lot of love to Australia later on in the year in the World Cup, but outside of Australia, who is your, your second favourite or even your first favourite international team and why? Dee, start with you. So I'll, I'll go out with this one. And um, as much as I love Fiji and my Fijian culture and heritage, I have to say that one of my favourites to watch um, over the last few years is uh, Tonga, uh, Matema Atonga. What an incredible team. What an incredible um, glow-up. Just, you know, we all we all watched it the very first time they played in, in Auckland, Samoa versus Tonga, and just the crowd and people hanging off streetlights and the music and the dancing and coming from the Seagulls, we've obviously got a lot of Tongan players and they're very loud and proud. Um, but Tonga is, is my one to watch. Yeah, they're kind of making international football at the moment, that's for sure. Mickey, what about yourself? Yeah, I um, have a soft spot for Papua New Guinea. I um, have done like a bit of travelling over there and just like just their um, passion for rugby league, just no matter where you go over there, like I just – I just love seeing it. Um, I love watching the boys get to play to represent their country as well. Like they just, they're, they're always just so proud. So they're definitely like, and they're so like, they're just so strong. Like oh, I'd hate to be out there tackling them. <laughs> That's yeah. An incredible nation. And uh, yeah, un- unbelievable. You know, their, their countries, you know, their, their national game is rugby league. Like that's just hard to get your head around. They absolutely love, love the sport. And uh yeah, they're doing some great things. Look, for me, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit controversially. I'm going to say the Poms, uh, England. The only reason I say that is because it, it's getting a little bit like we, we've got a little bit of sympathy for them. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I wish they were doing better. But but that's kind of where I'm coming from is <laughs> I'd love to see a strong England because those clashes against Australia for the Ashes back in the day, um, you know, in the 80s, in the 90s, I mean, it was, it was all time. And, you know, now you find yourself in a position where – you know, a, a lot of the, the best UK players are playing in the NRL and, uh, you know, the Super League's probably, you know, obviously struggling a little bit and, you know, struggling to compete with Rugby Union. So, yeah, you know, I, I'd love to see uh, England really take a step up over the next few years and um, try and compete because if they don't, some of these Pacific Island uh, nations, they are coming for them. So, um, yeah, England really need to uh, have a really strong preparation coming into the World Cup because, 
yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they can handle, um, yeah, how they can handle football on the international stage. All right, team, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, D, let's, let's dive into this one. The New Zealand Kiwis taking on Tonga. Now, you know, D, you just, there are some games on the rugby league calendar, you know, there's origin, there's grand finals, but there are particular games, there are particular moments where you just anticipate that something truly special is going to happen in this, uh, in this sport that we love. Now, obviously we know the situation in New Zealand where there hasn't been a game of rugby league there for a few years with COVID. This is going to be the first game played there. So that's going to have the New Zealand crowd obviously pumped, uh, the Warriors are struggling at the moment, so I think it worked out pretty well that the Kiwis are going to be there to represent their country. Uh, and then we've got Tonga, who are just an unbelievable sporting franchise that really changed the atmosphere of a traditional rugby league game. D, this could be anything. This could be historic. The Kiwis coming up against Tonga. Talk to me about this one. This is going to be all time. These two teams, you have to just looking down at, at the team lists and, and the names that jump out at you, and there are names jumping out at both teams every single time. Every line, there's a whole bunch of names of players that you think, oh, my God, how is this going to work out? It's going to be a huge explosion. We, we know that when it comes to international level, um, similar to origin, you find so much passion. There's so much more around your cultural heritage and what it means to you and what it means to your dad and your granddad and grandmom. And so for all these players to come together, um, I, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know who's going to be on top of each other for the first time. And we saw it um, the season before COVID hit when you saw Tonga and Samoa and Tonga and New Zealand. And that's why they're obviously my second favourite team to watch at the minute. Um is because they're such an explosive team. I I want to say that that one team has it over the other, but I can't. I mean, I don't know about it's, you guys, but... Yeah, it's going to be a beauty. Way Mickey, too hard. You know, I, I played a little bit of low-level footy, and uh, I lit a little bit of random <laughs> trivia for people is that uh, my grandfather's Indian, so I could have represented India in rugby league. So obviously, you know, I chose um, Australia. But, you know, Mickey, you, you've really got to respect some of the Tongan... Uh, players like like Tamalolo and Andrew Fafita, who you know had the opportunity, and you know they they were playing some unbelievable um, you know football. You know Tamalolo for New Zealand, uh, and then Andrew Fafita, State of Origin in Australia, and they were making all that money. You know their vision and their, the sacrifices that they made to go and play for Tonga. I mean, Mickey, you know we'll, we'll go through the squad in a, in, a, in a moment, but. Five or ten years from now, Tonga could be the number one rugby league country in the world. And, you know, I, I just want to give a little bit of a shout-out to Fafita and Tamalolo because it, it, it's basically their sacrifices that made this all possible. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, as um, we were saying, like, it does come down to just how proud they are of their, like, home nations um, to... I feel like to represent your country over to represent your state, I think that would definitely be linked that I'd be more proud to do. Um, obviously, representing, like, 
New South Wales or Queensland um, at state of origin is huge. But then to say that you've represented your own country, like it's just a whole new whole new level. Those $50,000 game checks for State of Origin, for Fafita to give them up, I mean, look, that's uh, (laughs) uh, that's, that's, that's some serious cash, that's for sure. But no, look, credit to him. But where where do they find themselves now is that, you know, they've really been able to to build an unbelievable uh, squad. So let's go through it. Um, You know, Cola from uh, the Manly Wurringa Sea Eagles, that absolute speedster for your club, D. I mean, you know, he's got this little guy there at the club, you know, he's got... Tom Travojevic, I don't know if anyone's heard of him. He's pretty good. Injured all the time, though, recently, which is unfortunate. Uh, Ruben Garrick's obviously been playing a little bit of backup. But Kula, this really could be a breakout moment for him where this is the international stage. You know, he gets to really show, yes, you're talented. Yes, you've got all the speed in the world. But, you know, this is a game where we really need to – you really need to turn up and, 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 and sort of create a little bit of a difference for your nation – What's your expectations with your manly hat on? And obviously you've got a lot, lot of love for Tonga. Yeah, thoughts on Cooler coming into this one? Look, if I if I put my, my sports admin um, hat on, I think that he's going to step up in a way we haven't expected. I think that he's going to play, um, as always, with so much more fire. You've got your fellow brethren around you. Um, and, we you know, we talk about things like, you know, big players like Andrew Fafita and, and dropping the the big 50k pay packers to take this on and you know what they were, uh, they're acting more than their weight <laughs> yeah <that's> a- <laughs> they're definitely going to play up and i think cooler's no exception yeah so Tolatao uh cooler um he's an absolute star on the rise and it's really going to be interesting to see how he plays for tonga uh, let, let's continue to move through the list moses Suli, uh i really feel like he has found a new lease on life there under hook griffin um we all know hook we know what he's about He's no nonsense. He's about consistency. Um, and, you know, if you have one or two games, you will play reserve grade. So he is absolutely – he's well known for being quite brutal. So I think Moses really needed that. Um, and I think feel like he's been playing really good. And, you know, he's just an absolute wrecking ball. So it'll be really interesting to see how he performs. Sione Katoa for the Cronulla Sharks. Um, you know, he's an absolute classy uh, winger, which is really, really, really impressive. Uh, Mickey, um, you know, Katoni Staggs, obviously brutally – dropped from the New South Wales Blues. But, you know, one man's tra- trash is another man's treasure. I mean, Katoni Staggs, he was part of that historic defeat of Australia. Um, yeah, I, I look, I, I feel like Katoni, this could be an all-time performance from him. Yeah, 100%. And, um, yeah, him missing out on New South Wales obviously is a letdown. But um, for him to be able to still play a rep game this weekend for Tonga. I think he'll definitely do do everyone proud there. Um I'm excited to yeah see how he goes. He'll obviously he'll he'll play great. He always does. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. And and you know, he'll sort of uh he'll come into the five eight role. Um, you know, we'll just quickly we'll we'll leave the half back. I, I want to spend a little bit of time on him, but let let's go back through it. So, you know, the forward pack is just all time. Takiaho uh, Fanua Blake, um, Tupanua from the Roosters, Kolomatangi from the Rabbitohs, Tamalolo we've, we've spoken about, Olakowatu, show me a player who's playing better at the moment than him. Uh, Pangai Jr., you know, he's starting to have his moments at, at the Bulldogs. Um, Totola, Fodawaka from the Titans. I mean, this is just, this is fantasy football. I mean, this is you sitting down paper and pen and being like, who are the best forwards in the game? Uh, and Tonga in a situation where they can play them. 
But D, I guess the only challenge with that is whilst you've got all the best forwards in the game, you do have to try and find halves. And this has always been my criticism of the Pacific Island Nations where, you know, they, they've really struggled to have the academies and the pathways for playmakers. Tony Staggs, I think, will do a good job at, at the 5'8 position, but, you know, they've re- really been left wanting um, at that halfback position. I know, um, you know, uh, Tui Lolahia has sort of played. You know, he's over in the UK, but... Now, uh, Talatai Jr. Ramon gets his opportunity from the Dragons. I know Coz would be smiling ear to ear. She's not on tonight's show, but <laughs> she's got a lot of love for this kid. D, I was a little bit worried. About, D, I was a little bit worried about Junior because he was, you know, he was the next big thing. He's an absolute star coming through. I haven't really seen that brilliance, but over the last couple of weeks, we have seen some moments from him, including that unbelievable performance the other day. I mean. The Tongan coach must have just been sitting back and being like, uh, you know, the the, the one, I, I guess, the the weakness in this side, the halfback, yeah, great to see Junior have a great game the other day. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I hope Coz is um, as dumbfounded as the rest of us were. But um, as usual, uh, you, you're spot on on it, Dan. With Pacific Islander players, we, we tend to – this is just a natural thing. We're built – big, tough and strong, we're not so built littler and faster. So we will have a bit of trouble in them. And I think that's where that's where obviously Tonga might not be so much on an even scale with New Zealand. But young junior, you want to hope and pray that, you know, that last performance of the last couple of rounds at least, that a bit of a fire in his belly is built up. Uh, maybe he was prepping, ready and hoping for, for selection and raring to go. So he wanted this. He showed that he wanted this, just like Adokar we talked about in the last episode, just showing that real fire. Um, and we hope he steps up for Cos's sake. It's going to be big, isn't it? I'm, and he's a 5'8", so this is going to be very uh, unique for him playing in the number seven jersey because Katoni, you know, he's going to do all of the running and, you know, he's going to be sort of, you know, that type of player. Junior's going to have to really stay composed, control the game. You know, he's going to have a lot of pressure on on, on his kicking game as well. Um, you know, very Nathan Cleary-esque in terms of what Queensland did to him. So, you know, the blockers are going to have to be there. But there are some big forwards there that are going to be able to take care of their young halfback. So, look, I, this is this is an unbelievable moment in this young player's career. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out for him. All right, Mickey, there's a lot of love for Tonga, but, you know, our New Zealand listeners, they they want a little bit of love for the Kiwis because they have had empty stadiums, they've had no live football, uh, and really, you know, what the Warriors sacrificed helped us, helped the competition to, I guess, continue. Let's go through their their squad a little bit quickly, but um, a player who I am very excited to see, let's just dive straight into it. You talk about maybe some of the challenges some of the Pacific Island nations are having with their halves, that's definitely not an issue for the New Zealand uh, for the New Zealand side. Jerome Hughes for the Melbourne Storm. I cannot wait to see how he's going to perform at the international level. And then you've got Kieran Foran and Dylan Brown fighting for the five eight position. I mean, the Kiwis they're sitting pretty when it comes to playmakers. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It'll yeah, it's going to be great for New Zealand. I feel like surely it's going to be sold out. Um, <laughs> calling it, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they do put into that five eight position. Like I've been. I've been loving Dylan Brown's game at the moment. I would love to see him be there, but obviously Kieran Foran has that bit more experience behind him, a bit more of that leadership as well. So, um, yeah, whatever they do, they're, they're spoiled for choice in those 
those positions. Yeah. So look, it's great to see because you know they obviously you know you think ahead to the World Cup and they're going to have to come up against a Munster or Cleary or a Munster or DCE and you know Jerome Hughes, Dylan Brown, like. It, I really feel like you cannot waste this opportunity. This isn't the NRL. You don't get 20 games to practice and build build combinations. I really feel like this halves pairing is going to give you an insight into what Madge Maguire is thinking heading into the World Cup. Will he go with the youth of Dylan Brown? Will he go with the old head in Kieran Foran? I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he does with that selection. Uh, a couple of others that are really exciting. Uh, Joseph Manu. I feel like, again, this is a moment for him where the shackles get released and he gets to really own and operate a football team. I'm really excited to see Joey Manu um, get that opportunity. Uh, Mickey, <laughs> you know, again, we're picking out all the Roosters players for you, but, you know, with, with you know, Tedesco, he's got a mortgage on that number one jersey, obviously at the Roosters, but, yeah, Manu, you know, he's going to get an opportunity here for, um, for his nation. Yeah, and... I was actually talking about um, Joey at work today and how, I don't know, like he, I feel like he is becoming like a bit of a utility player. Like you can play him like um, yeah. at fullback and he still performs. Like, you know, it's, he's, yeah, he's really starting he's, to come through. I think he's definitely in like the next year or two is going to just hit peak. Like he's obviously, he's like sort of already there, but like give him like, a little bit more and he's just oh, I'm just excited to see what he comes up with you're right he's an incredible utility uh if magic gets COVID he could probably coach the side as well he's, he's that talented uh <laughs> running through the side Nelson Asafa Solomona uh Jesse Bromwich Kenny Bromwich up front uh they've got a lot of size James Fisher Harris I mean you know can you imagine James Fisher Harris winding up against a Jason Tomalolo I mean that that is going to move the earth literally uh that could be a highlight we're going to see and we're going to show our kids. It's, uh, you know, I, I, look, I'm just so excited for this game of football. And, and then you've got a little bit of class in the, in the, um, on the edge as well. You've got Isaiah Papalihi, who's been pretty special for the Eels. Um, you know, Jordan Ricky, who's really coming on for the Broncos. Uh, you know, a couple other players I wanted to call out. Joseph Tarpany for the Raiders. I mean, it's a little bit, you know, it's been a little bit of doom and gloom down there for your, for the local mob down there, Mickey. Uh, you're obviously down there in Canberra, but uh, Tarpany has been a, been a real standout. Uh, and then the last player that I just wanted to finish off on was Brandon Smith from the Melbourne Storm. The big cheese. You know, D, it's really interesting because I feel like there's moments where we forget that he's one of the game's best players because of the Cam Smith Harry Grant situation. There's so many legends in and around the Melbourne Storm um, uh, system. I really feel like every time he gets the opportunity to put on a Kiwi jersey, he, again, gets that opportunity similar to Joseph Marnie to show, listen, I get I play with great players, but I myself am a great player. Yes, I'm a larrikin, but, you know, let, let, let's do this. So, again, what, what's your expectation of Cheese coming into this one? Glad you mentioned it. I wonder if, again, you know, the awe of Melbourne Storm and all the big players means that he dims his light a little bit. And so, you know, him and, and I'm a big fan of Joey Manu as well. I wonder if this is their chance, like every time, to really just rev up yeah. um, and show that they're here to play. I I don't know how it's going lately with, with the big cheese. I wonder if a bit too much bleach has seeped in and he's slowed down a little bit. But um, I'm hoping that this is a, a step-up game for him. 
Yeah, no, it, it's going to be really interesting. Um, we've got to mention Molotalo. Obviously, you know, that, that you know, weird situation with Queensland eligibility. Um, you know, again, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mickey, now he's playing for New Zealand. I'm sure he's going to score a hat-trick. And Madge Maguire, he's over the moon. Um, so, yeah, look, two, two stack sides, that's for sure. All right, team, now for our predictions. Mickey, Tonga, Kiwis, who wins this one? Yeah, I, I think it's got... It's- Oh, it's definitely going to be a close game. Um, I don't know. I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Tom get over for the win. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see Tonga win this game, but there is just way too much class in the spine um, for the Kiwis. The Kiwis are going to have to hang on, though. That first half is going to be – it's going to be something truly special. So, look, I, I feel like – I feel like if the Kiwis can sort of um, if the Kiwis can take a lead into half time, I, I feel like they'll be they'll be too strong. Uh, D, look, I I think it'll be again by a bee's dick, but I just feel like as much as the Kiwis have a lot of experience on their side, I'm I'm looking at Tonga and I'm thinking they've got depth, so I'm going to pull Tonga on this one. Oh, um, let's go not by much a try. Junior, Junior Ramon as the, uh, as, the, as the man of the match. Uh, Cos would love that. All right, team, let's move through to our next feature game, and it is uh, PNG, Papua New Guinea, coming up against Fiji Bardi. Um, you know, Mickey, you, you spoke about sort of travelling over to PG and having a, a lot of love for their nation. You know, one of the things I would say with PNG is they are just... I mean, you know, we, we've heard players talk about it. It's like tackling concrete. They are so physical and they absolutely play with their, you know, they, they just give everything when it comes to their play. But I think what's really impressive with PNG is that we, we're slowly starting to see the potential of their nation. Pathways are slowly getting built. So you look at the success of the PNG hunters in the Queensland Cup, I just feel like that's the missing piece. And, you know, you think about five or ten years from now, if we can really build those halfbacks, those five eights, those fullbacks, those dummy halves, if we can get a few sort of NRL dominant level playmakers, again, you, you talk about a nation who could who could throw up a few surprises. That could definitely be PNG. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the, I think that's the thing. Like the talent is there. It's just bringing it out, like bringing it to Australia, um, and. Yeah, as you were saying, like, oh, it'd be so good to see them actually have an NRL team, I think, like, and it's definitely possible. Um, I just think, like, the only, like, the biggest difference with PNG is I think they play, like, an older style of football. They're still just playing that game from a few years ago, whereas now it's a lot faster. Um, not saying that they play slow, but, like, you know, it did used to be a bit of a lower game, so... Um, but yeah, definitely having those talent scouts and, you know, having that, those pathways, sorry, I guess, um, we'll hopefully definitely see that growth from them in the future because it's, it's there, it's possible. Yeah. And, you know, know, again, just a big shout out to the lambs, you know, Adrian Lamb, you know, he's been a big part of the PNG and then obviously his boy Lockie, you know, he gets an opportunity to play halfback and, you know, he's been in the Roosters system for a while. So I really feel like that's a really good starting position for them. But if they can sort of look to Lockie and say, well, you know, that that that's an example of, of a player who can, you know, perform at NRL level, um, it's just a really good opportunity there. D, when you think about all of this football that's happening this weekend, I mean, I don't know 
I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in. I don't know how I'm going to stay married. I mean, you know, there's always sort of things we need to do and chores and all those different. I'm just going to be sitting on the couch watching all this football. But when you think about though, the most popular player out of all of these games, you know, a player that is literally worshipped by their fans, Justin Ollum from the Melbourne Storm. I mean, this is godlike in terms of the fan base and what they think of Justin. I mean, I'm just so excited to see, you know, he is going to demand a lot of football in this game and he's just going to be running over top of people. 100%. But you can you can sort of understand that. We talk about how rugby league is their, you know, number one sport, their national sport in PNG. Justin Olam is just, he is the, the light of their eyes. He is, they've got so much pride in this young man and he has really stepped up and showed them that all of their prayers and love and everything that they're manifesting for him all the way from Port Moresby um, is is working and it's and he's playing like he's proud of it. He's playing like a proud PNG man. And I, I've heard players talk about it all the time, just how bloody tough he was. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting. He's going to be coming up against some really, you know, tough outside backs as well. But, uh, yeah, look, they're captained <laughs> obviously by uh, David Mead, um, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we didn't um, – you know, we, we, we haven't spoken a lot about David, but he's had an incredible career as well. So, you know, that's going to be a big part of it. And Alex Johnston, who I just love to see his resurgence in his career. You know, there was a period of time where he was on the chopping block. I think South Sydney wanted to kind of move him on. I think the entire fan base and the rugby league community revolted. And it's, it's been the best decision ever because he will literally go down as an all-time great. And anytime he puts on that PNG jersey uh, for the Cornwalls, you know, he, you know he, he does special things as well. So... You know, great to see. And I think there's a few other names here from the PNG Hunters that, you know, and, and, and from the Queensland Cup where we'll get an opportunity to see them under the bright lights. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they play. All right, team, uh, let's move over the, to their opposition now, the Fiji Barty. D, Baby. D, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hand it straight over to you. I mean, you know, obviously um, as a Newcastle boy, I know a lot about the Naguamas, you know, Kev, uh you know, his, uh, his brother Wes and, you know, all the things they've done for Fiji. We've spoken about Ped in other episodes as well, Siva Nasiva. Uh, you know, Kevin Aguama, he's, he's got a difficult task. You know, he's going to be captaining the team. He's traditionally an outside back. He's going to be thrown into the halves. But, again, he, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he could he could have a really, really good performance in this game. Look, I hope so. I was a bit nervous about that, um, especially seeing that, you know, with the exception of, this season he's been playing in in the UK um and they obviously have a very different style of of footy um to Australian footy so I, I was nervous I wondered if he was you know he'd been out of it for too long um but I'm excited for this I mean Tui Kamikamida from the Storm is one of my absolute favorites legs like bloody tree trunks that bloke um and you and you go through it Philly Army kick out come on man yeah come on yeah but even even with that depth, and, and you have to admit, there are a lot more um, obvious and recognisable names within the Fiji squad, but they're coming up against PNG. So, you know, that's the factor for me as a Fiji, knowing just what you get with a PNG playing squad, male and the females. I mean, they're bloody tough. So yeah. um, PNG don't I, fear anyone, D. So they, they, they <laughs> certainly... They're certainly not going to be too worried about the about Fiji, that's for sure. Um, a lot of class, you know, uh, r- r- 
Ravalawa, obviously, playing on the wing um, there. You know, we got Semi uh, Valamai from the Canberra Raiders. We got Wonga Blake, and we got Micah Sivo. Mickey, Sivo's an interesting one. Um, I felt like, you know, the loss of Semi Rajadra from the Parramatta Reels, that was absolutely huge. I mean, we kind of forget that and, and how big of an impact that's been for Parramatta, but... You know, Sivo really burst onto the scene and, and everyone kind of thought that it was going to be a like-for-like replacement. It was a pretty devastating ACL injury that he went through. He's obviously started that recovery. He's starting to make his way back and playing a few games for Parramatta. Again, not to put too much pressure on in particular players, but it would be great to see the old Sivo come back and he have a, a really dominant performance here because Parramatta Reels fans, the rugby league community, I think everyone would love to see uh, Micah really get back to his best football. Yeah, he's definitely become a bit of a cult hero, um, I guess, with Parramatta. But I think, yeah, he obviously hasn't played many games due to that injury. But I think as soon as he's got that Fiji jersey on, like he's such a proud Fijian man. Like he's he's just going to – I think he's going to be back to that SIBO form this weekend. Um, I'm excited to see it. Like, yeah, as I said, he's just a proud Fijian. So having that jersey on as well is just going to – take him back to that Sevo level that everybody knows and loves. And I can't wait for the <laughs> coaching side of it. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I feel like there's going to be a few little, uh, you know, different sort of tactics at the international level. You know, a player like Sevo, I wouldn't be leaving him on the on the wing, you know. I, I'd be sort of bringing him in for a lot of work and I think there's going to be a little bit of creativity there. All right, team, uh, let's throw out our predictions. Uh, P- PNG v Fiji D. Um, I'm going to go Fiji. I'm going to go Fiji and um, not because I'm confident, but because I'm culturally obliged. Um, (laughs) I really hope that I know that PNG are going to give it to them. I hope PNG does not damage my Fijian boys, my fellow brethren, but um, yeah, I'm going to go Fiji with this one. Yeah, look for me, I'm going to go with the upset. I think PNG win this one. I think they win well. Uh, Mickey. Yeah, I think again, it's going to be a close game. I, I don't know. I'm, my heart's going to be with PNG, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if Fiji won. Um, but I do think it would be great to see the upset and see PNG come through. Like, oh, I could just imagine the country now. Like, it would go off. It'd be hectic over there. Yeah, especially yeah in Port Moresby. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there you go. There you go. There's a couple of little bold takes, but uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that one goes. But. Um, yeah, definitely going to be an incredible game. And for our locals out there at Campbelltown, get down and watch these games. This is going to be uh, something special. All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so okay. show, oh my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, D, we're not done. We've got more games to uh, to preview. I'm going to hand this one over to you. Uh, Samoa coming up against the uh, the Cook Islands. Yeah, what a team. Um, I I wish I could show you and you could all see, all the listeners, what my husband's written here. But he got, uh, if anyone knows, he's a, a New Zealand-born Samoan and uh, very proud Samoan. But he, um, he went through and had a whole bunch of notes on the team. Um, and what he thought. So I'm glad he was right here in the office. But this Samoan team, I look, my it's, my pick's always going to be them at the minute um, so I can stay married. But we're, we're looking at them and you've got Chanel Harris-Tavita. We haven't, you know, we haven't seen him play to his full 
his full uh, potential, but I believe this is one of those times he's going to really step up. Um, obviously, my manly boys, Josh Schuster, what a pick. How many times do you hear the commentators every single week talk about Josh Schuster and how much he stepped up? Marty Tapao, we can't get past that. Um, and Toff Sipley, you know I was going to pick out the Sea Eagles, Dan, I'm sorry. Um, but this this team, I don't know if you agree with me, um, Mickey, but they've just got quite a bit of, again, depth. Dee, what, what's your prediction? Pramor. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but this is going to be a bloodbath. I think Samoa are going to put 50 on the Cook Islands. I mean, it is unbelievable. This is, you know, Charlie Staines, Taylor May, Isaac Targo, like uh, Jackson Paulo, Nofaluma, um, Anthony Milford from my mighty Newcastle Knights, the greatest sporting franchise in the world. Well, maybe not at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, Jazz, Jazz Tavanga, um, you know, and, and then, you know, the, the other thing too is you look at some of the players who didn't make the team. I mean, uh, Matt Fangai from the Dragons, the, the young superstar there, uh, Volkman, um, you know, it, it's, it's, this, is, this is absolutely stacked. I mean, look, taking nothing away from the Cook Islands, I mean, there are not necessarily a lot of players who have played NRL. You know, they'll be out there, you know, full of pride and they'll be looking to represent their, their nation. But, Nick, Mickey, I, I'm with Dee. I've, I've, got, I've got Samoa here and I, I've got them in a big way. Yeah, I yeah, I think some more as well. When I saw their team come out, I was like, oh, I was like, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, so definitely some more over the Cook Islands there. You know, and, and again, you know, there's been a lot of media throughout the year about, you know, Samoa wanting to keep pace with Tonga and, you know, we can sort of see the same potential in them. So when we think about Tonga one day being the number one nation uh, you know, when it comes to rugby league, uh, they certainly have that opportunity. But there we go, a bit of a clean sweep there um, in that one. All right, team, well, let, let's move over now to the last remaining game from the representative round. It is Lebanon coming up against Malta. Uh, Mickey, you've got this one. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, as you were saying, like with um, the um, Cook Islands, like they don't have – both of these teams don't have those big NRL stars – um, so it's just going to be a great opportunity for these players to, who have, um, you know, if they're even just playing at club level, like Lebanon have um, a local, kind of local, Queanbeyan, just over the border. There's a Queanbeyan boy playing in there. So sort of at that local level. But then there is also those guys coming from, um, you know, New South Wales Cup to come play for their countries here. So um, I think it would be a great opportunity for them to, you know, step up, represent their country. Again, they're going to all be so proud putting those jerseys on. Um, just looking at the teams, I don't know. I think even Lebanon, I I think they're going to get over. Yeah. Um, there's just a, like, I don't know, a couple of names there that kind of, that I don't know, maybe it's just because I've got a friend in that Lebanon team that I'm like, yeah, I've, I'm a little bit biased there. But, um, yeah, I think... It's going to be a good, good little show, yeah. definitely. Now, look, Reese Robinson, he, he's a high quality player. I, I think he's a going to be a big part of the reason why they win. But you know, I, I agree with you, and also it's going to be good to see Jarrett Samet play um, from Malta. You know, for for those that remember back to his you know Penrith Panthers days, that guy is absolutely jacked. I mean, he's probably you know what what, what he lacks in height. He is he's a very very physical player. Uh, he's playing over in sort of lower level UK, but. Um, you know, what I would say is there, there are going to be NRL scouts in at all of these games, you know. So, 
you know, for these players, your point, Mickey, that there's players that are going to be playing at club level that, you know, could have an opportunity to get a get a train and trial opportunity in a, at, a, at an NRL club. So, you know, they could be a bricklayer, a, you know, a bit of a tradie. They could be doing part-time rugby league, and this could be their moment. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how these two nations battle it out. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Lebanon will get the job done there. Uh, D, do we have another clean sweep, or are you throwing, are you throwing Malta in the mix there? Oh, look, I'm going to go clean sweep. My heart belongs with Lebanon with this yeah. one. There we go. All right, team. We'll have to uh, see whether our predictions come through. It's a little bit scary when we do a clean sweep because I think we kind of <laughs> jinx teams, but we'll see how we go. All right, team. There we go. That's all the time we have. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. How good is it like international rugby league is back after everything we've gone through, you know, with COVID and the lockdowns and, you know, sort of missing this football. So to all our listeners, uh, I hope you guys enjoy um, this weekend of rugby league. Um, You know, for our local people, get down to the games. If not, jump on the couch, uh, watch all of these games. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, To our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support us? Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll Catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe. Check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.